Hey, this is Leo DeRocher, and this is the Coaches Show. Today, my guest is Coach Sean Murphy, wide receivers coach for the Nickel State Colonels. Coach, thanks for being here. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. So, Coach, every, every, uh, when I start the interviews with the citizens, my first question is, where did you go to college, and did you play football? Yeah, so uh, I played football uh, junior high, high school, all the way through college. I went to uh, Millsaps College, which is a Division three school in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, and then got to play there for four years. And then from there, I got my jump into uh, coaching when I became a GA at University of Louisiana and Lafayette. What and position did you play at? Uh, at Millsaps? Millsaps? I played quarterback. How yeah. did that help with your coaching career? Yeah, so I, I think it helped a bunch because uh, obviously that's the, uh, a pretty important position on the field. I mean, you have to know a lot of what everybody's doing schematically, fundamentally. And, and knowing protections, knowing routes, knowing all that stuff, I thought prepared me to be able to make the jump to become a good coach. And then you just keep learning, you know, you never stop. So where did you coach before coming to Nichols? So as soon as I finished Millsaps, I, I knew I wanted to coach. Uh, I got, I was able and fortunate enough to be able to get a student assistant at UL in Lafayette. And then I was an intern for one year, a guy left and I was, and I got promoted to be a the wide receivers GA for two more years uh, in, in 13 and 14. And then when Coach Rebo got here in 2015, he hired me as the receivers coach. So I am going on season eight, man. And it's, it's been fun. So what does it mean to you as a coach when you see guys like Damian John Pierre Jr. and Dejon Dixon, who both had NFL like, like camp somewhat and CFL camp? What does it mean to you as a coach when you see that? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously very happy for them. Um, proud of them because those two kids, man, they worked their butt off uh, and, and and produced a lot here. You know, they're both in the top ten, I think, receiving of all times Nichols. They both are conference championships for us. They're both in a huge turnaround in, in Nichols State program. So when you see guys like that make it and get their opportunities to the next level, it's 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 pretty cool, you know. And, and being able with them for each, each person for four years, you know, you, you develop a – lifelong relationship that just doesn't go away so it was really cool to see and I'm really happy for them both so this past weekend I played Northwestern and that was a rivalry game how does the rivalry game work especially for the Northwestern game yeah so I think for us especially in the Southland Conference you have four teams uh, from Louisiana in, in the conference and so a lot of these players played against each other in high school a lot of them uh, saw them multiple times and so I think it just builds to the rivalry setting, right? So it, it, those games mean a little bit more. Um, our players love playing in those games. Our players play really well in those games. It was unfortunate we didn't come out on top this past weekend, but it was it, it was a great game by both sides. But I think a lot of those, because of those players are in state, it, it adds uh, fuel to the fire for them. And what's the next rivalry game you'll have? I would say the next biggest one uh, would probably be at the end when we play Southeastern. That is our biggest one. But, again, when we play McNeese, that I'd call that a little bit of a rivalry game. But I don't think there's anything that matches the intensity of that when we play Southeastern. Okay, so let's cover the, uh, cover the uh, Northwestern game. So, to start off the game, you had a lot of QB snakes. Like, do you have say-so in any of those calls or not, like, really being wide receivers coach? And uh, so, no, I, we have input throughout the week. Uh, I mean, I think Coach Rob does a great job of letting us give our ideas and input through the stuff, and we have great communication uh, throughout the game. But during a game setting, uh, Coach Rob does call the plays 
and, and our, our job is to get our players to go ready and execute them. So I think you got stopped the first job. And from other coaches, I asked them, like, do you consider going for it? Did y'all con- do you consider going? Did y'all consider going forward when we got stopped or not really? You talking about like any specific area or just in general when we get stopped on third down? When y'all got stopped on third down the first drive? Uh, I think there was some consideration. I think obviously it's early in the game and the the battle of field position is huge and we had a chance right there to kind of flip the field. So we just felt that it was too early in the game to, to go and, and it might have been too. I, I can't remember exactly what the down and distance was. Uh, it might have been too much for us right away. Mm-hmm. So though, but those thought. You know, those thoughts come in your head when you make those decisions. So then the second drive, I think y'all had a couple more QB sneaks, and then y'all had a third. No, this is defense, my bad. Mm-hmm. No, y'all did have third and 13 in the second drive, I think. And then y'all had a big pass play the next. Right. How did that – what did you call on that play? So, I, I think I remember correctly on the second drive, it was probably the, the dig to Aldantre that we converted. Um, that was something on film when you study third down uh, scenarios, and that would have been a third and long. We felt, we felt that we could get a really good matchup on number two in a formation setting. So, that play was specifically called to see if we got the right matchup to go to number two in that setting, which was Aldantre. If they didn't line up in it, we felt like we had another answer in the progression the quarterback could get to. But in that specific setting, we got what we wanted, and we were able to execute it and got a big play on the third down. I think y'all had a couple pass plays that drop. Was that because the run game really wasn't working, y'all doing pass plays? or? I don't think – no, not necessarily that the run game wasn't working. I thought we ran it well. I, I just think when, when you're able to do both, it, it opens up each side of it more. I mean, we definitely felt like there was – matchups and, and stuff in the past game we really like to take advantage of and I think that leads to having success in the run game and I think you flip it I think when you have success in the run game it opens up things in the pass game you know you never want to be one-dimensional so then y'all scored and then Northwestern ended up scoring the next drive what's the game plan going in on offense the next drive once it's tied up like that and did it start creeping in like 7-7 seven, seven again like the last couple of weeks you know I, I don't think there's uh there was any negative thoughts to it I think Offensively, we we got to score points. That's 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 what we we're supposed to do. But you want to complement uh, the defensive side and be able to sustain drives. But when after we scored and we drove, I think the past few weeks we've had success driving the ball, but we just haven't been converting into a lot of points. So once we got you know the second one, I really thought the confidence in our guys went up, and it was like, hey man, we can do this on a consistent drive basis to be able to go and put points on the board. So I think y'all. Scored that following job, and then Northwestern ended up tying, so y'all 14-14. And then y'all went for it on fourth down. Was that to try and tie? Uh, you talk about it had to been the fourth one we scored on, right, from the fourth and one? Yeah. So I believe it was tied at that point, so we just felt we needed – we could have got a touchdown, and we liked our matchup, and I believe Tank uh, caught that ball right there, who was a freshman, and made a big play. So then I think Northwestern got a field goal the following drive. 14-17, and then y'all had some more pass plays. Y'all had a big pass, the next drive. And then there, there was some sort of, like, issue with the clock. What were y'all telling the refs whenever there was an issue with that clock? So, I, if I remember correctly, we were in a two-minute situation, and we hit Terry Matthews on a corner out, which we believe got us the first down. 
the clock's supposed to stop when you get a first down. So originally, I think they ruled it short, and I think about 10 to 15 seconds came off. Well, when they reviewed it, they, they said well, he did get the first down, but they never put the time back on the clock. So that's why we waited around. So they had to adjust the time correctly on the scoreboard. And then I think you all kicked the field goal, so it was 24-17. Yeah, we were able to, I think, hit Terry Matthews on the next play, and he scored a touchdown, and we so. were able to go up, I think it might have been 24-14 to 14 right there at halftime. Yeah, yep. exactly. That, and, that, and that was huge. It was a great two-minute drive, and it's always nice to get one on the board right before half. And then I think I went into halftime 24-14, yes. if I'm not mistaken. What was the game plan at halftime, and what did you need to adjust with the receiving corp? Yeah, so I think – Every game, your message to those guys after half is like those first 30 minutes is up and you got to go into the mindset that it's zero to zero, you know, and uh, our, our mindset was that we got to keep scoring. We had an opportunity right there in our first drive. I think we had, uh, they had a bust in coverage and we had our slot run right down the middle and we just weren't able to connect. And then we kind of uh, stalled out a couple drives and finally we're able to, I think we got a field goal, maybe two, and we're able to finally put one in later in the fourth quarter. So coming out of halftime, y'all were stuck in the end zone to begin the drive, I think. And y'all had a big pass to get out the end zone. Y'all had, a, I think, another pass, and then y'all had to punt. And then I think targeting happened. What are you telling the team once that happens? Once the targeting happens? Yeah. Well, I think anytime there's a targeting call and it happened to be on our quarterback, the players get emotional uh, because they're protective of their teammate. I think at that time they gotta be they got to maintain their composure and reset because we do get a first down. And, and we did get the penalty with it, and, and you got to go back out and play the next play. A couple drives later, you all had a touchdown. How important was that touchdown for you all at that point? It had to be the last touchdown. Yeah, I, I thought it was huge. Uh, it, would, it put us up two scores. It was late in the game. Um, we, it, we popped Jew for a big run, and I think a lot of people probably thought, man, that, you know, that was going to be enough. Uh, we we weren't able to execute the two point play uh, like we wanted to, and, and y'all did go for two. So why did y'all go for two? What was we wanted to go up two touchdowns. So in case when they did come back, uh, we ended up losing by two. So if we'd have converted that two point, we'd have been in overtime for that comeback, and that was the decision on that play. Yeah, I think there was an unsportsmanlike conduct. I don't remember who had it, and then uh, Northwestern came back, scored, and did an onside kick. So for onside kick scenarios, do you pick what, what receivers go in? As a staff, yeah. So it, it's a it's a mixture of receivers, tight ends, running backs, DBs. You, you sit there and you and you try to figure out okay who's the best person to put in that situation. Obviously, good hands in that scenario, bigger bodies on the front line, and 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 guys that, that know the game when people come out in different formations of where they want to kick. So we, we meet as a staff to figure out who goes on there. Then Northwestern ended up scoring on that drive. And then y'all went almost the length of the field past half, past the, past the 50. And then y'all went toward, did you consider kicking, did y'all even consider kicking the field goal? So you talking about after the onside kick? When y'all got the ball after the onside kick. Yeah. We never we never got the ball back after the onside kick. I thought you did. Mm-mm. So they they I think we went up uh, two scores with about a minute forty to go. They scored. They got the onside kick and they ended up throwing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Now got the ball back. Yes, had, yes, we did. We we threw. They the had too Mary. many people, too many men on the field. Yeah, they had twelve then men on the field. Yes. I think to tie. You're correct. Or make the uh, touchdown. Did y'all consider going like kicking the field goal or? Uh, no, we were out of range. Yeah, so each game you go into knowing what's your kicker's range, and, mm-hmm. and we were just out of it, uh, and we didn't feel like he was going to have enough leg to get to it. So, and we were in that good position to be able to throw a hail mary, which. We we had a chance, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all you're asking in that scenario. I'm sorry. Yes, we did. We did get the ball back. It's fine. I was confused. Yeah. So if you could replay the game, what would you do differently? What would I do differently? Yeah. Man, there's, you know. Besides when, obviously. There's always plays that players want back. There's play calls that coaches want back. Um, you know, uh I don't know if there's anything specifically that I would do differently. I felt that our guys were ready. I felt that our guys were prepared for this game. I think you just – we didn't make the plays there towards the end, you know. Um, and, and maybe there was something that I – you know, input I could have given on a third down or, or, or something like that. I, I don't know if there's anything that, I, like, I specifically mm-hmm. could have done differently out on the field. I mean, but there are always things that we feel like we could coach better throughout uh, each scenario each week. How do you think it helped your receiving core to play bigger conferences to start the uh, to start the season off? I think competition just makes you better, and and obviously the we had a tough out of conference schedule. I think each team has got winning records, and and when you talk about a South Al who might be four and one or five and one with their their loss only to be UCLA, uh, I think your when your guy if you come out healthy. Your guys compete, they get better, and then maybe when you start playing in conference opponents, it's like, hey man, like I, you know what? I've seen a little bit better defenses sometimes. I've seen them in a little bit better of a corner, uh, and and that helps me as a player and get a lot of confidence. Thanks for being here. Good yeah. luck next week against uh, HBU. Thanks for having me, man.